drive time keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information from the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic drive time. Now here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Good morning. It is Wednesday, February the 9th, 2022. Russia versus the Ukraine versus the world, it seems. Are we out of the woods yet? Is it just posturing? Or is the worst still yet to come, especially with troops from the United States going over there? We're going to have a conversation about that with retired Colonel Matt Dooley coming up at 35 past the hour to get the latest information and uh, trying to understand what the risks are and what's involved. All of that coming up at 35 past the hour. Breaking news coming out of Canada this morning. Praise be to God. Alberta to drop Vax passport at midnight after trucker pressure government. Woohoo! Praise be to God. That's awesome. Good news there. Uh, gas prices are at their highest since 2014. Congratulations. Uh, uh, you know, yeah, enjoy that, huh? Speech therapists say 364% surge in baby and toddler referrals because of mask wearing. They are not able to learn to speak properly. Three Up 364%. Take that in, uh, in uh, consideration as you read the story about a Catholic school in Chicago firing its principal for trying to do away with the mask mandate there. Mm-hmm. Hershey's is firing uh, their employees and citing Pope Francis as they do it. We're going to be talking about that story coming up at 15 past the hour. All that and an 80-year-old nun going to prison for stealing, stealing ne- nearly a million dollars. Uh, good morning to you, Rudy Carlos. Good morning, Joe. Nothing in the headlines. No, actually, it was a really slow. It was a slow, was <laughs> a slow news day. No, nothing there. Well, not, nothing to see. So here. instead of the news, we're just gonna ham around. We're just gonna. Ham <laughs> <around>. <laughs> well, there are bright spots. Praise be to God. Yeah, there are actually, and that's part of the reason why we invited Colonel Matt Dooley on because uh, you know trying to sort fact from fiction on stories like the Ukraine thing. Yeah, can, it can be more stress and anxiety, and just reading the headlines. Definitely, I, I think people like Colonel uh, Dooley can. Uh, help us understand that better there's a lot of nuance there in russia and ukraine so yeah, yeah i'm happy he's yeah. going to come on speaking of stress and anxiety adrian fonsec is here on the ones and twos good morning to you, adrian howdy howdy praise be to god it's good to be here is it it is praise be to god in spite of it all in spite of it all you okay. know praise be to god for it you know i was thinking uh isn't it funny that we everybody calls it the Ukraine? The Ukraine. Instead of like, I it's know. Like, yes. like, we're going to go to the Texas. The, the Texas. Facebook. Well, I'm I, traveling to the, well, people do say United States. The I, United States. I say, I vote to say, hey, the Texas. That seems the more special. Texas. The Texas. I guess it makes yeah. sense for the United States yeah. instead of like these United States. Yeah, the Ukraine. Hmm, interesting. It's the only Ukraine around. The word though. Ukraine literally means yeah, uh, the borderlands. Borderlands. And so... Yeah, the poor Ukraine. They get beat up all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, in Putin's uh, dialect of Russian, it, Ukraine means uh, my personal boat dock. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> no, that's assumed uh, to be. Assumed to be. Assumed to be. I jest. All right. Hey, listen, uh, don't forget to get your car raffle tickets. That uh, Mercedes is going to be given away in less than two weeks now. I mean, the time is, is fast approaching to draw a name out of the basket and announce it live on the radio. And it could be you. You could be winning a brand-new 2022 GLA 250 in night black. All you need to do is pick up your car raffle tickets, $25 a piece or a book of five for $100. That means you get an extra one absolutely for free. All the details are on our website, and uh, you might win a car, but we could get to 
Continue our Catholic Radio Postulate, which is kind of a winner for everybody. Go to grnonline.com forward slash. No, just go to grnonline.com. Scroll down to the Mercedes and click on that. You'll find all the details there. We're going to jump into our hour. As I said, we have a lot to discuss today on the program. Colonel Matt Dooley is going to be our guest in the guest segment. We have breaking news and stories for you. Saint of the day, gospel of the day, and then the what's concerning us. All coming up in this hour. Do us a favor and share us with a friend. If you're listening on the radio, whether you're in Massachusetts, New York, Ohio, or, or possibly Alabama, or Florida, or Virginia, or Maryland, or Texas, the great state of Texas, New Mexico, and Kansas. Kansas, wherever you are today, good morning to you. Share us with a friend. Text us uh, to your friends, and we would be very grateful. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and now you're breaking news with Rudy Carlos. Good morning. Thanks for tuning in to Catholic Drive Time. I'm Rudy Carlos, and now your Wednesday headlines. The Blaze Report's Canadian Prime Minister Trudeau says that mandates are a way to avoid further restrictions. As protests over COVID-19 restrictions persist in Canada, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said Tuesday that mandates are the path forward towards avoiding additional restrictions. Trudeau said the government has been focused on following the best science, following the best public health advice to keep as many people safe as possible. He added that, quite frankly, it's worked. And I can understand frustrations with mandates, but mandates are the way to avoid further restrictions, he said. In other words, the beatings will continue until morale improves. LifeSite reports Pope Benedict responds to historic sex abuse report, rejects any cover-up of facts of abuse. And the Washington Examiner reports Biden administration distributes syringes and crack smoking kits for equity. A grant program funded by the Biden administration will furnish syringes and safe smoking kits, among other items, as a means for advancing so-called equity. The deadline for the $30 million program is Monday, with the Department of Health and Human Services distributing funds to nonprofit groups and local governments. Among the items the grant will pay for are syringes and safe smoking kits slash supplies. The kits will allow users to smoke crack cocaine, crystal methamphetamine, and other illicit substances, the Washington Free Beacon reported. Both the syringes and the smoking kits are designed to prevent the transmission of infections. One of the priorities for recipients is... Um, is serving under-resourced populations, including racial, ethnic, sexual, and gender minority groups, aligning with an executive order President Joe Biden signed upon taking office. And the AP reports Justice Department announces 3.6 billion crypto seizure. Two arrests. The Justice Department announced Tuesday its largest ever financial seizure, more than $3.5 billion, and the arrests of a New York couple accused of conspiring to launder billions of dollars in cryptocurrency stolen from the 2016 hack of a virtual currency exchange. Federal law enforcement officials said they recovered roughly $3.6 billion in cryptocurrency linked to a hack of Bitfinex, a virtual currency exchange whose systems were breached nearly six years ago. Ilya Dutch Lichtenstein, a citizen of Russia and the United States, and his wife Heather Morgan were arrested in Manhattan on Tuesday morning, accused of relying on various sophisticated techniques to launder the stolen money and conceal the transactions. They face federal charges of conspiracy to commit money laundering and conspiracy to defraud the United States. It was unclear if they had lawyers or people who could speak on their behalf. 
The stolen cryptocurrency, valued at $71 million at the time of the theft, is now valued at $4.5 billion, officials said. And those are your headline news this morning. God love you. The saint of the day is Saint Apollonia. Apollonia was about the 3rd century, maybe even the late 2nd century. Uh, We're not entirely sure when she was born. The persecutions of the Christians began in Alexandria during the reign of Emperor Philip. A whole group of early martyrs did not wait, did not await the death they were threatened with to preserve their chastity, and they were confronted with the alternative of renouncing their faith or suffering death. And as they were martyrs, I guess you know what they chose. At that time, Apollonia was held in high esteem. The men seized her and by repeating blows broke all her teeth. They then erected outside the city gates a pile of wood and threatened to burn her alive if she refused to repeat after them impious words. She begged them to wait a moment, acting as if she was considering their request. But instead, she jumped willingly into the flames and so suffered martyrdom. There were so many churches and altars dedicated to her. Apollonia is a patroness of dentists and people suffering from toothaches and other dental diseases and often uh, ask for her intercession under those for those pains. She is pictured with a pair of pincers holding a tooth or with a golden tooth suspended from her necklace. She died in 249. Saint Apollonia, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Mark chapter 7, verses 14 through 23. Jesus summoned the crowd again and said to them, Hear me, all of you, and understand. Nothing that enters one from outside can defile that person, but the things that come out from within are what defile When he got home, away from the crowd, his disciples questioned him about the parable. He said to them, Are even you likewise without understanding? Do you not realize that everything that goes into a person from outside cannot defile, since it enters not the heart but the stomach and passes out into the latrine? Thus he declared all foods clean. But what comes out of the man, that is what defiles him. From within the man, from his heart, come evil thoughts, unchastity, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, licentiousness, envy, blasphemy, arrogance, folly. All these evils come from within, and they defile. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The applicant said, but the intention of the Lord in saying this was to teach men that the observing of meats, which the law commands, should not be taken in a carnal sense. And from, and from this, he began to unfold to them the intent of the law. Or as Venerable Bede puts it, Thus then, it is not meat that makes men unclean, but wickedness, which works in us the passions which come from within us. So, uh, close quote, Venerable Bede, pray for us. So why unclean? The Venerable Bede goes on to say, 
For the Jews, boasting themselves to be the portion of God, call upon those meats which all men use as shellfish, hares, and animals of that sort. Not even, however, what is offered to idols is unclean. In as far as it is food and God's creature, it is the invocation of devils which makes it unclean. Close quote, the Venerable Bede. Now, I love the Venerable Bede. Uh, yes, there's a connection to my grandchildren. So, all right, so there's a bias there. However, he's still spot on here. Now, I think it's important for us to understand if you were a first century Jew and you were listening to the Lord make this proclamation, it would be rough to hear. It would be hard to digest, to to listen to him say this, pun intended. Why? Because the meat law separated the Israelites from the Gentiles is one of the means by which they were set apart, separated from those goyin dogs, from those unclean Gentiles out there. The Ignatius Catholic Commentary puts it this way, these ceremonial distinctions have been superseded in two ways. Number one, ritual defilement, defilement was an external matter under the old covenant, whereas the new covenant uh, penetrates to cleanse and govern the inward life of believers. Number two, since Mosaic food laws effectively separated Israel from the Gentiles, these dietary restrictions were set aside in the new covenant once Jews and Gentiles were gathered together into the same covenant family. The early church grappled much with these issues surrounding old covenant dietary laws and table fellowship in light of the gospel. As the the Venerable Bede puts it, the principal seat of the soul, according to Plato, was the brain. But according to Christ, it is the heart. And therein lies the real challenge for you and me. Our heart. We must question this. I think we must uh, discern our own intentions, our own heart in what we do. Because so often we give ourselves a pass. We rationalize. We make excuses for the decisions that we make, whether it's in the way we treat other people, our family, our friends, that complete stranger. We somehow act as though it's okay to act one way in, in a certain situation and then act more piously in another. We, we give ourselves passes all the time. And as Catholics, we must, we must not do this. In fact, there's this story uh, about this 80-year-old nun stealing nearly a million dollars. Maybe I'll cover that in the next segment. But I think it goes to how, how did she give herself a pass the entire time? Now, she admitted to this. She confessed this. She asked for a mea culpa. Uh, but at the same time, this, I think, is a good example of the little things that you and I do. And as the Venerable Bede said yesterday, those little things can steal our heart away from Christ. We must be careful of the heart. Not the outward, but the inward. And if we are, if we have this list, <laughs> malice and unchastity and murder and theft and adultery, licentious, envy, blasphemy, arrogance, folly, and all the rest, if we're on that list, let's repent and go to confession. We'll be right back. What's Concerning Us is coming up next. A while back, I had a nice little chat with some Jehovah Witness ladies, and they tried to justify their claim to be Christian by saying the early Christians didn't believe Jesus was God. Is this true? Well, of course not. Let me share a few examples. Take John 1.1, where John describes Jesus as the Word and writes the Word was God. Now, in order to get around this, the JWs translate the phrase as the Word was a God. But this is based on a misunderstanding of Greek grammar. Consider also Colossians 2.9, where St. Paul writes, For in him, that is Jesus, the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. 
In 1 Corinthians 8, 6, Paul describes Jesus as the one through whom we exist. Isn't God the one ultimately responsible for the existence of things? So, contrary to what the JWs think, to be Christian, you must believe Jesus is God. I'm Carlo Broussard with a ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. Hello, how would you like a chance to win a Mercedes-Benz? What's up with the accent, Dave? Oh, hey, Cecil. Just putting on a posh accent, because this year with the GRN, we're raffling off a pretty... Oh, you mean the 2022 Mercedes-Benz GLA 250? That's right. And no... that all listeners need to do to get their tickets is to contact their general manager or visit grnonline.com forward slash raffle, and that all the funds raised go to the GRN. Tickets are only one for $25 or five for 100 Yeah, pretty much. Oh, I took over your spot again, didn't I? Well, it was probably for the best. Cheerio! Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Coming up at 35 past the hour, retired Colonel Matt Dooley is going to be our guest. We're going to talk about the Russia-Ukraine story. Uh, the latest information, there is a top hardline uh, general who's actually come out against Vladimir Putin. So that's a very interesting turn of events. Plus, we sent troops over there. What is it all? What does it all mean? What are the chances of actual armed conflict, or is it more posturing? We're going to ask all those questions coming up at 35 past the hour with retired Colonel Matt Dooley. But there are, as I say, several stories in the news that are of great concern to me, and I'm sure they are to you as well. Here's a story out of LifeSite News. Hershey's fires unvaxxed workers after interrogating them, cites Pope Francis in support for the shots. Now, I've, I heard this story, I think, last week. Um, this story came up. And it was, it's pretty crazy to, to see what, what, what happened at Hershey's. The long and the short of it is they have decided to go to a full vaccination mandate within their company, even though the, the government no longer can impel them to do so uh, or compel them to do so or find them in the process. They are choosing to do this all on your own. Now, you know, Hershey's, I've always, I mean, chocolate's my favorite vegetable. Out of all of them, chocolate is number one on my list. But I guess I'm more of a Tobolone guy than I am a Hershey's guy, especially now. But uh, here's the deal. They took these employees and they, they literally pressured them for weeks, harassing them relentlessly to try to get them to uh, get the mandate, to get the shot, right? Here's a little bit of the article. The Hershey's company recently fired several unvaccinated workers who sought religious exemptions from the COVID-19 mandate, in some cases citing Pope Francis's support for the abortion-tainted vaccines. Office workers interviewed by the Epic Times said the company subjected them to months of meeting pressure, uh, the pressuring them to, to get the shot, as well as invasive questions about their faith and personal lives that some described as interrogation. Now, let me skip forward a little bit here to you. Imagine you're being sat down by your HR department, your boss or your supervisor, and they ask you questions like, have you been vaccinated? Are your children vaccinated? How do you protect yourself when you leave your home? How often do you go to church? Do you take Tylenol, ibuprofen, Tums, or Midol? If so, how can you say that you're truly a religious person because a lot of those medicines also have the same ingredients as the vaccines? 
You know, one employee said that uh, they had their, they had a baby and they brought the birth certificate to the company to say, hey, we want to enroll our brand new child into our health care program. And they said, well, is your, did your child get the normal vaccination routine for, for children? And if so, then why aren't you getting the vaccine that we require? So the pressure was absolutely insane. And then, of course, as we said, they quoted Pope Francis in all of this. Now, here's a great, I'm going to read this other section of this article, which I think is very good. Uh, Hershey's deceptive questions in the same article over at LifeSite News, which again, we link up when we we do this. Despite Pope Francis's support for COVID jabs, all of which were either produced or tested with cells of aborted babies, there is no universal law requiring Catholics to be vaccinated. Yay and amen. Oh, and by the way, there are alternatives that have nothing to do with the aborted fetal cell line. Um, I don't know if the USCCB is ever going to come out and promote that other one, which has not been allowed by the FDA into the United States. I don't know if they're going to lobby to see that that one, that Covaxin, and I think there's at least one other, uh, could be uh, uh, made available in the United States. I mean, where's the pressure from the bishops on that one? I don't know. There's no word. There's no, there's no nothing there. Just the ones that we have, which are tainted with aborted fetal cells. This article goes on to say, church leaders have regularly emphasized that Catholics, in fact, can refuse vaccination in good conscience and that employers are obligated to respect workers' conscience rights. Quote, we have the right to freely follow our conscience. We must not be forced to act contrary to our conscience, i.e., to be compelled to do something we believe to be wrong. Close quote, the bishops of South Dakota stressed in an August 2021 letter backing conscience objections to the vaccines. There were other bishops, too, praise be to God. Uh, the article goes on to say, quote, a human being must always obey the certain judgments of his conscience. Close quote, the Catechism of the Catholic Church declares, going on to say, quote, if we were deliberately to act against it, he would condemn himself. Close quote. Some prelates even have argued against the uh, licity of the jabs, citing connections to the heinous business of trafficking and marketing the remains of aborted children. You might remember the David Daleiden videos that were uh, aggressively prosecuted (laughs) by Kamala Harris, then uh, the DA in California. Uh, You might remember that, um, taking him to to court, suing him and all the rest. Uh, What did it depict? Babies being harvested for medical research. Uh, The horrific harvesting of human persons for medical research. This article goes on to say, and Hershey's exemption process violates the National Catholic Bioethics Center's call to avoid undue pressure during the important and personal process of deciding about appropriate medical care and serving the common good. Only time and careful study of the virus and benefits and adverse effects of the vaccines will provide the answers many persons need to give free and informed consent. Close quote, the NCBC said. Hershey's questions uh, also appear to conflate abortion-tainted COVID vaccines with drug develops, drugs developed decades before the advent of aborted fetal cell lines in the 1970s. All right. So the next time someone says to you, yes, but you like Tylenol and all this other stuff. This is the answer. Midol, for example, was first introduced in 1911. Tums in 1930. Tylenol and ibuprofen similarly predate widespread use of fetal cell testing by several years. 
The coronavirus uh, shots, by contrast, would not exist without aborted baby cells. According to Children of God for Life, a pro-life group that works to end the exploitation of aborted children in scientific research, we have uh, interviewed them on a number of occasions. You can find some of those videos, which YouTube banned, by the way, and struck us for (laughs) having conversations with them. Uh, We posted those on our website, grnonline.com forward slash CDT. The article goes on to say the coronavirus, uh, rather, the aborted fetal cell lines were used in the foundational research uh, synthesis of the SARS-CoV-2 spike proteins, the vaccine development process, and validation assessment prior to initiating clinical trial. Uh, Children of God for Life has noted, quote, it's correct to say that these vaccines would not exist but for the use of aborted fetal cell lines. The COVID shots have additionally uh, proved unable to protect against the spread of virus. Recent data shows the vaccinated people have higher infection rates than the unvaccinated and have driven record spikes of COVID-19 cases around the world since the emergence of Omicron. The, in fact, I think I saw an article this morning to that effect. There was a group done, a study done in Los Angeles County, and, uh, and I think they came to the same conclusions. But uh, you should consult your doctor for medical advice, I would say. The injections have repeatedly been linked to serious side effects, including the immune disorder uh, Guillain-Barre syndrome and potentially fatal heart issues such as myocarditis. A British study in December found that the risk of myocarditis in men under age 40 is several times higher than the average after Pfizer and Moderna vaccinations, and that post-vaccine myocarditis may be more lethal than other forms of the condition. Yeah, just ask a soccer player in Europe how they're feeling right now. I mean, yikes. COVID-19 remains a treatable illness for most people who contract it with an estimated survival rate of 99.7% or higher for those under age 60, according to Stanford University medical professor, Dr. John Ionidas. I don't know how to say his name correctly. And that is the the vast majority of this article. Let's pray for uh, Catholics everywhere who are facing layoffs because uh, of the statements made by His Holiness Pope Francis or other prelates within the church that these uh, these HR departments are latching onto. Uh, apparently, they pick and choose. They don't take the statements out of the bishops in South Dakota, but they do out of others. So let's pray for those that are about to lose their job because they are they have a, a conscious objection, conscientious objection to these mandates. Let's pray for that. Here is uh, this story of the 80-year-old nun. This is out of the Blaze Media. And, and this is not a nun. She's a religious sister. Nuns are cloistered. Religious sisters are not. 80-year-old nun sentenced to a year in prison for stealing $835,000 from elementary school to pay her gambling debt. An 80-year-old nun pleaded guilty to stealing $835,000 from a Catholic elementary school in order to pay her, or at least a portion of her gambling debt. The startling story unfolded in Torrance, California, at the St. James Catholic School. Mary Margaret Kruper was charged with wire fraud and money laundering during the last 10 years of her 28-year tenure as principal of the school. Uh, Sister Kruper was in charge of the charitable donations to the school, 
but she skimmed the money for herself. Instead, she was also in charge of money paid to the school for tuition and other fees. The U.S. Attorney's Office said she admitted to stealing the money partly to pay her debts for gambling at casinos. She was also accused of covering up the crime by falsifying annual and monthly financial records. The, uh, the nun, again, nuns are cloistered. Uh, she was a religious sister. The sister was facing up to 40 years in prison, but was sentenced instead to one year in jail. And she will have to pay back the full sum she stole from the school. I wonder how she's going to manage that. <laughs> she says, quote, I have sinned. I have broken the law and I have no excuses. Trooper said about the charges. My actions were in violation of my vows, my com- my commandments, uh, the law, and above all, the sacred trust that so many have placed in me. She added, I was wrong, and I am profoundly sorry for the pain and suffering I've caused so many people. The school originally told parents in a letter that they would not seek criminal charges against Sister Kruper and uh, an accomplice because... I guess there's an accomplice. I'm, wow, I don't know who that is. I wonder who that is. There was an accomplice because they vowed to pay restitution, but they had a change of heart after pushback from the parents. Yeah, there is, uh, there is the virtue of justice that must be served here. A crime was committed. A price must be paid for that. Now, I'm glad she confessed. I'm glad she asked for a mea culpa. Praise be to God for that. I have no idea how this sister is going to pay back $835, $835,000. I mean, uh, uh, you, you probably have to make a pretty good income in order to afford that, especially when you're 80 years old. But let us pray. Let us pray for the sister. Let's pray for the parents whose money has been stolen from them in support of their children's education. Let's pray for Catholic education to have... A, re, a sort of a, a resurgence of a fidelity to Holy Mother Church and to our, to our teaching to save souls, to make incredible Catholics that will one day become saints to transform planet Earth. Um, that would be a good prayer intention, especially this holy season of Lent. Wouldn't that be amazing? And last, I guess uh, I'll cover this story real quick as we go to break. Gas prices climbed to the highest level since 2014. Are you feeling it at the pump? I talked about this, I think, on Monday. When I paid $3.20 a gallon at the pump on Sunday in the great state of the Texas. <laughs> I mean, of all states, $3.20 a gallon, that's still, I'm, I'm holding a grudge. I need to go to confession. I'm having a hard time getting over that. At any rate, breaking news and stories and Colonel Matt Dilley's coming up. Don't go anywhere. Be right back. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. What is a patron saint? The classic professions such as soldiers or doctors have patron saints who represent the ideal of soldiering or doctoring. And yet, so many of the trades and crafts on which the modern world depends do not have an ideal figure. There is no patron saint of plumbers, for instance, and G.K. Chesterton says there should be. It would be a revolution, for it would inspire each individual plumber to consider that there was once a perfect being who actually did plumb. In the meantime, what do plumbers and the rest of us do? Chesterton says, keep before your eyes the supreme adventure of virtue. If you're kind, think of the man who was kinder than you. That's what is meant by having a patron saint. Want more than a minute? Visit us at Chesterton.org. 
Between now and February 21st, the GRN is raffling off a 2022 GLA 250 in midnight black. And this sweet beauty of a car can be all yours by going to grnonline.com and purchasing five tickets for $100 or $25 for one. All proceeds support Catholic Radio on the GRN. Now that's a deal that's all right, all right, all right. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm Rudy Carlos, and now more headlines. The Blaze reports black college student claimed she was a hate crime victim. Campus protests erupted, but it was yet another hate hoax. Student now charged with felonies. Reuters reports religious leaders call on Zuckerberg to scrap Instagram kids' plans. Reverends, rabbis, and other religious leaders urge Meta Chief Executive Officer Mark Zuckerberg to permanently stop the company's plan for an Instagram version aimed at young users on Tuesday. In a letter sent by the advocacy group Fair Play and their children's Screen Time Action Network, since last September, Instagram has paused its plans to introduce a new version of the photo sharing app for kids as opposition to the project grew. After much meditation and prayer, we assert that social media platforms that target immature brains practice unethical data mining and are inspired by profit motives and are not a tool for the greater good of children, said the letter, which was signed by more than 70 religious leaders. Daily Caller reports 80-year-old nun sentenced to prison for gambling away school funds. An 80-year-old nun, uh, actually a sister, who gambled away more than $835,000 in school funds was sentenced to 12 months and a day in federal prison on Monday, according to a press release from the United States Department of Justice. Sister Mary Margaret Kruper, who was principal at St. James Catholic School in Torrance, California, used the school funds to pay for personal expenses, including gambling trips, according to the release. Cooper stole the funds over the course of 10 years, ending in 2018. Cooper falsified monthly and annual reports to cover up her crime and asked school employees to alter and destroy financial records during an audit. As principal of St. James Catholic School, she oversaw the money and the money the school received to pay for tuition and fees as well as charitable donations. She also controlled two savings accounts, one for the school and one for the sisters' living expenses. And Breitbart reports a congressional report. Opioid overdoses cost U.S. $1 trillion annually. A report from the U.S. Commission on Combating Synthetic Opioid Trafficking concludes that not only are the deaths of Americans from opioid overdose at a record high, but the cost of the country is $1 trillion annually. Whether measured in lives or in dollars, the United States drug overdose epidemic should shock everyone, the report states. It's unacceptable. Commission Chairs Representative David Trone, Senators Tom Cotton, along with Senator Edward J. Markey and Congressman Fred Upton, released the final bipartisan report on Tuesday. The commission also has representatives from seven executive branch departments and agencies and four subject matter experts chosen for their, their deep expertise and exp uh, experience on this topic. Synthetic opioids, primarily fentanyl, were responsible for nearly two-thirds of the over 100,000 reported drug overdose deaths in the United States in the 12-month period starting on June 2021, according to the CDC's National Center for Health Statistics. This rate is up 30% up from the year prior. And those are your headline news this morning. God love you. Praise be to God in all things. Thank you, Rudy, for keeping us up to date. You know, just recently I saw an article that a, uh, a Russian general, retired Russian general, colonel general, Leonid Ivashov has accused Putin of using the artificial conflict as a distraction tactic. I mean, you have Russian generals coming out against the, uh, Putin. I'm pretty sure I've seen this Hollywood film. I'm pretty sure it starred Gerard Butler. But unfortunately, it's not 
it's not a film. It's real life, and we want to get the, the actual details and not just the headlines. So we've invited retired Colonel Matt Dooley back onto the program. He is a co-host with Bree Dale on Intersections, which is Monday, 9, 8 central on the, the GRN. Good morning to you, retired Colonel Matt Dooley. Morning, Joe. Thanks for having me. I mean, reading the headlines does seem like a, like Hollywood films. We've seen this uh, story play out before, and it always uh, includes the world on the brink of war. I mean, do we have to teach kids to uh, duck under their school desks once again in case of nuclear blast? Well, I certainly hope not. Um, there's, there's two 20th century echo returns here. Uh, the first is we've seen uh, the policy of failed appeasement happen before. Uh, the last time was in the opposite direction uh, when a young uh, Austrian corporal rose to power in Germany uh, <laughs> and proceeded to to walk through uh, peaceful assimilation of places like Austria, the Sudetenland, Czechoslovakia, Moravia, et cetera, et cetera, before we finally erupted into war uh, in September of 1939 when everyone figured out that uh, Chamberlain's document, uh, Peace in Our Time, was worthless. So the question is now, where do we draw the line with appeasement uh, with Vladimir Putin? Um, there are some interesting uh, fissures and cracks beginning to appear uh, when you've got evidence of senior Russian uh, generals asking the question, uh, are we really sure we want to do this? Uh, does this make sense? And, uh, and what are we to gain from this? Because this is not going to be a walkover, uh, even if we can surely knock over Ukraine. Uh, this won't happen bloodlessly. It does feel very uh, tenuous at best, but I think it still is, um, it's hard to still know what what the reality is here. Uh, I mean, we have these war games. We, we Last time you were on, we talked about this. You have these war games happening on the border, and yet he's not invaded. And, uh, and is the window of invasion narrowing at this point, uh, or can that option be left open indefinitely? Uh, I do think for um, for logistics reasons, the window is narrowing because of what it takes to move a mechanized army across that that portion of Europe. Uh, it's better uh, if you're going to move quickly uh, to have frozen terrain. It's just the, the, the tyranny of general mud and general winter. Mm. Um, Ukraine and, and Russia, uh, when you want to go back and look at what does this look like for moving mechanized forces, you only have to go back to uh, the German invasion um, in 1941 uh, and then through about 43 to kind of see how the seasons affect mobility. So if you want to move and, and move quickly, uh, you need favorable terrain to be able to do it on. Uh, and if we get into March and April, uh, things thaw out uh, and it gets messy. So it's, it's harder to sustain movement uh, and move supplies forward and, and keep the momentum going with a, a, a large mechanized army uh, particularly when you get into the swamps uh, in Ukraine, uh, when it's when it's warm or warmer, so we're, we're for for that reason things are narrowing. On, on a political front, um, you are you're also starting to see uh, people waking up to the possibility of what this may mean, and that's mm -hmm. on both sides of the fence here. Uh, the Ukrainians uh, are certainly under no illusions about what this war would would look like, uh, and they're taking it seriously because. Candidly, they've been really at war with Russia in the Donbass region since 2014. Uh, but NATO, who, who was once an organization in search of the mission, has now been reinvigorated. NATO um, was, was stood up as a defensive alliance because of Stalin, 
uh, and the aggression of Russia and the Soviet Union to the east. And with the, uh, the collapse of the Soviet Union and the end of the Cold War, NATO had kind of cast it about for about 20 years, trying to figure out what its new mission would be. Um, former Warsaw Pact nations in the east, like Poland and Hungary and the, the Baltic republics, Latvia, Lithuania, and Estonia and such, have come into NATO um, because they feared uh, Russian resurgence. Uh, they remember what it was like to live underneath the Soviet boot. Uh, and so NATO left the door open. Uh, and that's what angered Putin. But in the end, he may be proving why each of these countries left his sphere and ran into the arms of NATO to begin with. Uh, they were concerned. And, and by reaching out and striking out, he's reminded them of why they joined NATO in the first place. Um, so the, the, the political window of realization of what this could be about is now mm -hmm. beginning to narrow because folks are waking up. Now, we sent troops over there uh, this past week. How many did we send? Do they have a, a specific narrowed mission? I mean, what do we what can we infer from that? Um, we've we've done a, a very, very direct um, effort to try to keep from sending troops directly into Ukraine. That would be seen as a provocation. But we have seen. Uh, troops flow into other NATO countries like Poland mm. uh, and the Baltics uh, in, in an effort to, to shore up and, and show commitment. Um, is it a decisive number? Uh, you know, 3,000 here, 8,500 there, movement of a, of a striker brigade. Uh, not enough to counter 130,000 Russians uh, on the Ukrainian border, but enough to show seriousness that, that we are posturing defensively uh, to, to provide some some degree of consequence uh, if if Putin is stupid enough to do this. I mean, there are hundreds of thousands of men now on, on either side of this border. I mean, you don't gather a party like that and not have a dance. Yeah, um, yeah we, we didn't get dressed up for nothing. That, that's certainly a concern of mine, right? Um, when you have that many people carrying arms on both sides. Um, it's, it's everyone standing in a room full of gasoline and everybody's holding a pack of matches. Right. It only takes one idiot to strike it off. Uh, and then you get a, a cascade of accelerating violence uh, that you have a hard time, you know, putting the toothpaste back in the tube. Uh, modern warfare, modern maneuver warfare uh, occurs at a much, much faster rate than even what we saw in the late 20th century. Uh, if this kicks off, it will consume men and machines at a horrific rate. Uh, this will not go um, as as everyone has imagined it on both sides. It'll be worse. And it, so the most pessimistic estimates, in my opinion, uh, about terms of, of numbers of civilian casualties and numbers of, of casualties uh, and destruction on both sides, the Russian army, uh, the Ukrainians, and, and anyone else we, we throw into the fray, uh, will, will amaze us. Um, I don't see this lasting longer than about 90 days, uh, but that short time frame, you can pack a whole, uh, a whole lot of hell into, mm. and that's my concern. Uh, we haven't seen anything like this since really the Battle of Kursk in 1943. We talk about numbers of tanks involved, um, and that's that's what this will have. There will be elements of, uh, of unmanned aerial vehicles and precision munitions. Uh, of cyber attacks uh, and, and hacking warfare. Uh, there'll be other elements to this, okay. uh, but it'll be violent nonetheless. Hold that thought. Colonel Matt Dooley, retired Colonel Matt Dooley is our guest, and we are talking about the Russia-Ukraine and versus the whole world story. And more on that is coming up right after this very short break. Don't go anywhere. Be right back, but do us a favor and share us with a friend.
Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. This is a Messy Family Minute from Mike and Alicia Hernan. When we see how crazy this world is, we can be tempted to isolate our family on a desert island and leave it all behind. Well, that's not really practical. But one thing you can do is take your family away on your very own family retreat. The goal of this retreat is for growth in your family identity and relationships and to give you time to intentionally pray together as a family unit. The four parts of the family retreat are family bonding activities, prayer, teaching, and fun. We've learned that if you're going to pray with your children, you also need to play with them. When parents develop these four aspects of their weekend away with their kids, the results are amazing. Devoting time to your family has a lasting impact on your kids, especially if you make it a tradition every year. To enable more families to do a family retreat, we have put together a short guide to help lead moms and dads through their own retreat planning process. To access this free download, visit us at MessyFamilyMinute.org. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Good morning. Colonel Matt Dooley is our guest. We're talking about Russia versus the Ukraine versus the whole world. Welcome back to the show, Colonel Dooley. You know, I was, I'm having flashbacks to World War I, I think, uh, is, uh, is the parallels, right? So the conflicts and then seeing other countries pile on as a result to that. And I, I, I fear about the scale of all of this. But I imagine right now that there is the, a great spiritual element to all of this. And uh, I know, Adrian, you were going to ask about uh, about uh, the Vatican and the churches and all that. Yes, absolutely. I think one thing that's being missed in a lot of this conversation is the relationship between the different national churches in the situation here. Because back in the 1950s, a little bit of, uh, of not, uh, 1950s, the 1590s, 1595, the Ukrainians left the schism, the Orthodox schism, and rejoined the Catholic Church at least simplified, that's kind of what happened. And But in 1971, because of the Vatican's position of detente, of, you know, appeasement of the of the Communist Party, they allowed them to put in the bishop, I believe it was Paimon, to uh, actually become, have jurisdiction over the Ukrainians uh, and not that of the Pope, which caused great tr- uh, trouble and basically threw all the Catholics under the bus. And we saw a schism happen between the Ukrainian church and the Russian Orthodox Church happen literally two weeks before uh, truth started being lined up on the border of the Ukraine and Russia. So do you know or can you tell me what is going on in terms of how does the church relate to the situation here? Yeah, I think there's there's an element to this um, when you look at the Russian Orthodox Church, you know, all those all those churches belong to the state. Uh, and so there's this, this cultural and religious influence through Russian Orthodox, uh, you know, both in Russia and Ukraine, which gives you the sense of, of one religion, one unified people. Uh, and that's that's something that, that Putin has been exploiting. Uh, do, do I think uh, he's a he's a good uh, Orthodox Russian or do I think he, he's cynically exploiting it? And that's that's inside his head and and certainly between him and God. Uh, however, uh, 
it doesn't take, you don't have to look very far uh, to see um, some connections there. Right. By the Ukrainians stepping away from the Russian Orthodox Church and having their, their, their own Ukrainian Orthodoxy, it does separate uh, who's in charge uh, religiously. And that's something that the, the Russians would not want as a, as, a, as a distinction between two people when they see themselves as one. Mm. But I, I'll go back to to the era of Stalin, who forcibly starved 30 million Ukrainians. They have a separate culture and they have a long memory for how they've been treated by Russians. So this idea uh, that they are one people uh, is not true. I don't care how eloquent uh, the speech that that, you, that, uh, that Putin made trying to shape that, that image. It's not true. And you see that reflected uh, in that long memory and in this, the separation between the two churches. You know, that reminded me of uh, Dmitry Peskov, the Putin's spokesman. He came out and he said, quote, in the event that the events which are developing take the course of illegal activities, then, of course, just as Russia defends the interest of Russians and Russian speakers, and Putin has spoken of this many times, Russia will defend the interest of the Orthodox, he told reporters. And this is an absolutely grounded and absolutely understandable position. The Ukrainian foreign minister, uh, Marina Betsa, responded, we have heard similar messages on the, quote, protection of the Russian-speaking population from the Russian Federation as justification for its aggression against Ukraine. Uh, So it really does seem like I, I don't know the relationship between the Russian Orthodox churches in Ukraine, and if that belongs to the Russian government. But it seems as though they're going to, this can be a great excuse to start uh, sending troops into uh, Ukraine if, if it's the case that the Ukraine uh, kind of adopted those churches. What do you, what do you think, uh, Colonel Dooley? I think it's, it's an excuse you see come up often uh, in, in Russian foreign policy with, uh, with countries or, or provinces that are up against its borders. This idea that you know, we, quote unquote, have to protect uh, those who are, who are Russian ethnicity. They use that as justification uh, to, to move into the Ossetian region and, and the war with Georgia back in 2008. Uh, they use it as justification in the Donbass region in eastern Ukraine to justify what they've done there. Uh, and so I'm not I'm not surprised to see it come up again, almost the same words and phrases, word for word here. Um, but do, do I believe it's legitimate? No, I think it's an excuse. I think it's a cynical exploitation. And I think the Ukrainians, if you ask them, uh, would, would tell you uh, how, how separate and apart from Russia they, they feel they, they genuinely are. Mr. Dooley, I, I have a question here, and I guess I, I want to propose a devil's advocate position here. Um, it seems that in, in the news, uh, Putin is mostly concerned about Ukraine entering uh, NATO and it being a springboard for NATO defense systems there. So from an outside perspective, uh, it seems a reasonable request as a matter of national security for Russians. Um, is that just wishful thinking? Uh, is that naive to say, or is there something more here? Are we Should we really be concerned about Russia expanding uh, its power in Europe right now? Yeah, and that's a fair question. Um, I have always said that, that you have to understand the motivations uh, of the threat uh, of your potential enemy. It helps to, to get inside their decision making, put yourself in their shoes uh, to, for, for no other reason than to understand how they view things and maybe look for, for weakness. But I think it's important to understand, you know, what is it, what is it that he wants? Uh, and I think there, there are three um, key motivating factors uh, if you're Vladimir Putin. And again, I don't want to speculate to know exactly what he's thinking, but broadly from a Russian perspective, the first one is security, as you mentioned. Um, 
there are there's no real defensible terrain until you get to the Ural Mountains. So that means Moscow and Russia and everything in front of it uh, is really open maneuver country. Mm. And whether you're talking about the Teutonic Knights or uh, Napoleon's 500,000 marching on Moscow or the Wehrmacht moving into, into Russia in 1941, uh, the, the way that the Russians have always viewed their security to the West is to trade space for time. The only way to do that is to have control, either being on the land or having control over the satellite countries to the West so that you can do exactly that, trade land for time so that you can get your army together and, and make a stand uh, before the gates of Moscow. So that's part of it. The concern that that NATO might use Ukraine as a springboard, that NATO keeps moving eastward and encroaching. Uh, but that runs up against the existence of NATO largely as a defensive alliance. Uh, doing things aggressively for your own security, if you're a NATO country, proves why NATO needs to exist. So it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Uh, and that's, I think, where the friction point is uh, in, the, in the security argument. The second reason is, is economic. Um, Russia does not have a very diverse economy. Uh, they sell petroleum products, natural gas, uh, and weapons. They don't have a lot, a lot, a lot of other options. Uh, they have some natural resources, but if they can extend influence into Europe uh, and control that economy, then they have options. Um, and then lastly, there, there's this sense of history. Uh, I, I don't necessarily believe uh, that Putin wants to, to stand the Soviet Union back up and return to Soviet communism. But he does want to guide Russia into this, this concept of a greater Russia, uh, kind of like the czar, uh, the idea of, of reestablishing control over those former Soviet republics under a, a Russian uh kleptocracy or oligarchy, whatever, with him in charge of it, that, that's what he's aspiring to because uh, as, as small and, 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 and um, uninfluential as they are right now is something that uh, he doesn't view as a future for Russia. Hmm. Uh, the collapse of the Soviet Union was horrific to Vladimir Putin, was horrific to him as, as a KGB colonel. Uh, and that drives a, a lot of his spirit of what appears to be a spirit of vengeance. Now, we have just about uh, four minutes left in our conversation with retired Colonel Matt Dooley talking about Ukraine here. Let's talk about uh, Ukraine specifically. The, the, are they capable of defending themselves? I mean, I'm watching videos of, like, you know, stay-at-home moms having to learn how to fire, uh, you know, AK-47s because they're mm-hmm. really worried about having to defend themselves against the mighty Russian army. Um, how much corruption is in the Ukrainian government that might affect the outcomes here? Uh, how, how, what is their capability to defend themselves? I mean, this is a country that's known to launder dirty money from people all over the world. So whose interests are really going to be impacted by this? I, I'm very curious about the Ukrainian uh, government themselves. Uh, that's a very real concern. You know, corruption in any, any government, any location on this earth doesn't uh, doesn't lead to stability. Uh, it leads to, to questions of who's actually in charge uh, and, and blackmail and secret motivations. So, yeah, that, that is a moment uh, of pause and concern that I have. Uh, but Ukraine is trying really hard to shift more towards the West uh, to get cleaner, to do things better and to move away from the way it used to work. Uh, there, there are all kinds of other arguments. Probably this is a, a subject of a different program, but how deep uh, our, our current president uh, and his son might have been uh, in Ukrainian ties. However, uh, getting back to the, the capacity of Ukraine to defend itself, 
if there was any question about whether or not they were going to take their defense seriously, I think that's been removed, uh, that they've now been reinvigorated. Uh, and so if you're a Russian general, you've got to be concerned about, you know, how many losses am I going to take knocking over the Ukrainian army? Um, if I take Kiev and get rid of the, of the Ukrainian government, will the army continue to fight out of a spirit of, of patriotism and vengeance? And if I'm able to destroy the military, will the population now armed and trained fight a guerrilla war that will make Afghanistan look like a walk in Disneyland? Uh, how much Ukrainian territory do I need to take to subdue it? And even if for purposes of argument, I'm, I'm successful in taking all of Ukraine, does that remove the security concern of NATO being up against my borders if I'm a Russian? Arguably, it doesn't. It just moves your border f- further west mm. and it puts you right up against well-armed NATO countries like Poland uh, that, that are now right up against you. Uh, sort of a self-defeating mechanism. Boris Johnson came out and said he wishes they had agreed sanctions prior to the invasion, but none of the Western countries have agreed to anything, apparently. So there's that. But we are out of time. Colonel Matt Dooley, thank you for your time today. We're very grateful to you. Thanks for having me. All right. Colonel Matt Dooley is the co-host of Intersections with Bree Dale. Mondays, 9, 8 central across the GRN. You can tune in also live on uh, YouTube and Facebook as well. All right. That's going to do it for hour number one. Praise be to God. Thank you for joining us for Catholic Drive Time in this first hour. If you are at all able to join us in the second, we would love to have you. You can always watch us live and hang out with us there at grnonline.com forward slash CDT. You can see the live stream there or hang out on one of our live video feeds on YouTube, Twitter, or on Facebook, Odyssey, LinkedIn, everywhere, all linked up on our website, grnonline.com forward slash CDT. If you can't, we'll see you back here tomorrow morning. Praise be to God. I think Father Gerald Murray is going to be on a canon lawyer to talk about invalid baptisms. All that coming up tomorrow. God love you. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. You could win a 2022 Mercedes-Benz GLA 250 and help drive home the word of God. The GRN is raffling off this night black compact SUV with the luxury and performance you expect from Mercedes-Benz to support the mission of Catholic Radio. This car could be yours for only $25. Buy four tickets, you get one free. The 2022 GRN car raffle ends February 21st, so get your tickets today at grnonline.com raffle. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard the church criticized for defending celibacy? What about for defending marriage? Have you ever heard it accused of showing contempt for women, but also sneered at because only women go there? Have you ever heard it attacked for asceticism, but also for extravagance? How about for being dull? How about for being too garish? How about for being too worldly? or too unworldly, or insisting that 
people confess their sins or showing too much mercy to sinners. Notice any contradiction among the critics? G.K. Chesterton says, here's a broad and simple test. If you hear a thing being accused of being too tall and too short, too red and too green, too bad in one way, and too bad also in the opposite way, then you may be sure that it is very good. Want more than a minute? Chesterton.org. Your Odyssey begins at the University of Dallas, the premier Catholic liberal arts university in Texas. With campuses in Irving and Italy, UD's rigorous core curriculum sets it apart. An education rooted in the great works of Catholic and Western tradition. An education that ennobles and enables students in their pursuit of wisdom, truth, and virtue. Undergraduate, graduate, and certificate programs available. Start your college odyssey at the University of Dallas today. Go to udallas.edu to learn more. Welcome to your Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God, we ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information from the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious, it's fun, it's your Catholic Drive Time. Now here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Good morning. Good morning. You're halfway there. The week is is almost over. Praise be to Jesus. You know, I I've been driving like uh, I've been going like five to ten miles under the speed limit, just trying to keep as much gas in my tank as I can. And the, <laughs> my goal was to be half half full, halfway, and I, I accomplished my goal. I feel very good about it. Praise be to God. Good morning to you, Rudy. Good morning, Joe. Have you ever heard of the hypermilers? <laughs> no. What's that? It's like a thing. Hypermiling. Oh, like you just you're like gently. So you pushing you, on the, you, you on use the gas all pedal these like, sneaky tactics and techniques, strategies to to squeeze every mile, every ounce out of your out of your fuel. Like coasting up before. Yes, I do that. They, Maybe they will, I'm a hypermiler. They will turn the engine know. off and coast in neutral. I've done that before. As one, don't do that. Only, <laughs> only when I have like less than a hair of gas left, I just cruise on neutral just to get me to the gas station. You, have you pushed it like uh, like when you see that when the when like hey you're out of fuel go get gas light comes on do you like keep oh, going? I push it just to see how far you can go. I I, I push it very mm. hard and my wife doesn't like it. She's like ah the lights on. I'm like that's fine. We got uh, I don't know thirty miles left. It's We're a fine. suggestion. It's, yeah, it's all it it's is. It's just a suggestion, like, like stop signs. All right, exactly. Oh, There's no law. Speaking <laughs> of hyper-miling, Adrian Fonseca is here on the ones and twos. Good morning, Diego. Good morning. Howdy, howdy. And you? Praise and be to God. How, how do you react emotionally to that light that comes on? Well, your you know, it, it's good to be here, despite the fact that you guys like living on the edge. <laughs> I, <laughs> whenever it gets like half a tank, I'm like, all right, <laughs> it's time to refuel. Damn. Yeah. That's how we were when we went to Montana uh, two no years way, ago dude. on our mission trip. My wife's like, uh, we can't run out of gas under any circumstance. Because you got like, you got a gas station for every 700 miles or something. Yeah, no thanks. So we you every know, half tank, we would fill up. Exactly. Yeah, when I was driving in from California, I was driving with my buddy Jordan. And uh, just one day, he just wasn't paying attention. We started going on empty in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I was like, Jordan, what's the matter with you? <laughs> this is exactly. My, my dad's done this. My Stress. dad has gone. Uh, he's pushed it to the very edge where he ran out of gas at the gas station. Oh, he was well, at convenient. the gas Praise station, and we had to push it <laughs> yeah. uh, from Amen. where it was to the Amen. actual 
uh, tank or the uh, pump. Amen. So at least you made craziness. it. At least you made it. Absolute I think insanity. I've run out of gas on the road once in my life. I'm pretty sure. I will never do that. Yeah, I will I always, as soon as I see half a tank, I'm like, all right, it's time to start <laughs> getting ready to go get some gas. Speaking of gas, guess what? Uh, I have good news, praise be to God, but bad news as well. The good news is this uh, GLA 250 in night black uh, does get double the gas mileage efficiency than my Tahoe does. So praise be to God. And the, the bad news is you're running out of time to get your raffle tickets in because in just under two weeks, we're going to be pulling a name out of the barrel and announcing it live on the radio. And that lucky Catholic radio listener is going to get to drive this brand new car. Uh, praise be to God. If you would like to get your chance, it's $25 a ticket or you get five for $100. So you get an extra one for free. Praise be to Jesus. But you do need to get your raffle tickets in rather quickly. So you can do that on our website. It's easy. It's fast. It's secure. I get it. Go to grnonline.com. Scroll down till you see the Mercedes. Click on that. And everything you need is right there. However, comma, if you want to 10x that opportunity in the two weeks we have remaining, then call your local Guadalupe Radio Network station manager and say, hey, I would like to buy tickets and sell some to my friends, my family, my Bible study, my Acts group, my parish, or whatever. Uh, could be a great way to support Catholic Radio and potentially win a very cool car in just under two weeks from now. Go to grnonline.com for the details or to find your local station manager's contact information. That's grnonline.com. All right, we just wrapped up a great conversation with Colonel Matt Dooley. If you're at all worried, have anxiety over the Ukraine situation in Russia, what does it mean? What are this, what's at stake? Well, I'm not going to promise that your, all your anxieties will go away, but I will promise you'll have clarity. We just uh, wrapped up that conversation, and he provided great clarity. We're going to post that to our, our social media feeds at some point, maybe later today. However, you can always listen to the podcast of our show. And if you go to our website, you'll find it there or on iTunes or Spotify. You can search for the Catholic Drive Time. But go to grnonline.com forward slash cdt for the links. Let's pray. Let's dive in. We have good news coming up next, plus our game show at 15 past the hour. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, and now your good news with Rudy Carlos. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm Rudy Carlos, and now your good news story for the day. The Epic Times reports, I love you, bro. Dad spots young man about to jump off a bridge, stops, opens his heart, and saves a life. What if you saw someone about to jump off a bridge to commit suicide over a busy highway? Would you stop and open your heart to save a life? Utah man Joe Tuiana, I hope I pronounced that right, who's 42, found himself in a situation while driving his three daughters to one of their basketball games on Saturday, January the 29th. At around 3 p.m., they were crossing an overpass when Joe, a sales accountant manager at from Le Lehigh, Utah, spotted a young man in his early 20s in a black hoodie. The run-in changed Joe's life. He was crying, and he was very shaky standing on the other side of the protective barrier fence facing the interstate, Joe told the Epic Times. He was looking down at the moving cars below while holding himself with his right hand. 
Immediately, Joe knew that the man was suicidal and swung his car around, parking behind the young man's car on the bridge. He told his eldest to call the police and for his girls to stay put. I got out of the car and immediately thought, if you screw this up, not only is this young man going to die, but your daughters are going to see it happen, he said. I nearly passed out due to fear and anxiety. Joe said a small prayer, asking God to help him do the right thing. From that point, I felt inspired to do what I thought Jesus would do. Walk slowly to this young man with your arms open to him, said Joe. As he drew, he drew near, the young man looked over and looked back to the freeway. Few words were needed, Joe knew, just love. When close enough, I told him, I love you. I love you, bro, Joe said. He looked at me with fear and pain, crying so hard. With my arms open to him, I repeated, I love you. I love you, bro. After a few minutes, he uttered softly, help. And that's all that Joe needed to hear. He jumped up, embraced the young man, and pulled him over to the side of the fence. I held the young man in my arms like he was my own child and cried with him, said Joe. No words were said. No, no questions were asked. Just time for him to hug and sit with someone who loved him in peace. He was hurting, and I felt like he just needed someone to love him. Minutes later, police and first responders arrived. After the young man calmed down enough, they relocated to a parking lot down the street as a crowd had formed with cars stopping on the overpass. The police knew I was there first to help him, and he was comfortable with me, so they asked if I could stay with him for a little while longer, and I agreed, the dad said. Joe doesn't know what led to the young man's suicide attempt or what happened after, but hopes to reunite with him. He also wants to encourage anyone having suicidal thoughts to call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline if they need help or know that there are communities that uh, of people who care about them. This is an amazing, horrible, and beautiful experience for my life, he said. I now view people with a greater love and with open arms. My heart needed an upgrade, and this young man gave it to me. I love you, bro. Arms open and no questions asked. And that's really good news. God love you. The saint of the day is Saint Apollonia. She was born around 3rd century, maybe the late 2nd century. The persecution of the Christians began in Alexandria during the reign of Emperor Philip. A whole group of early martyrs did not await the death they were threatened with to preserve their chastity, and they were confronted with the alternative of renouncing their faith or suffering death. They chose death. At that time, Apollonia was held in high esteem. These men seized her and by repeated blows broke all her teeth. They then erected outside the city gates a pile of wood and threatened to burn her alive if she refused to repeat after them impious words, either blasphemies against Christ or an invoca invocation of their heathen gods. She begged them to wait a moment, acting as if she was uh, considering their request, but instead, she jumped willingly into the flames and so suffered martyrdom. And there were many churches and altars that then became dedicated to her. And Apollonia became the patroness of dentists and people suffering from toothaches. She is often pictured with a pair of pincers and holding a tooth or with a golden tooth suspended from her necklace. She died in 249. St. Apollonia, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Mark chapter 7 verses 14 through 23. Jesus summoned the crowd again and said to them, Hear me, all of you, and understand. Nothing that enters one from outside can defile that person, but the things that come out from within are what defile. When he got home, away from the crowd, his disciples questioned him about the parable. He said to them, 
Are even you, likewise, without understanding? Do you not realize that everything that goes into a person from outside cannot defile, since it enters not the heart, but the stomach, and passes out into the latrine? Thus he declared all foods clean. But what comes out of the man? That is what defiles him. From within the man, from his heart, come evil thoughts, unchastity, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, licentiousness, envy, blasphemy, arrogance, folly. All these evils come from within, and they defile. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Venerable Bede said, From this passage are condemned those men who suppose that thoughts are put into them by the devil and do not arise from their own evil will. The devil may excite and help on evil thoughts. He cannot be their author. Close quote. The Venerable Bede, pray for us. Adrian, what did you find? Yes, a few things. Well, a lot of things, really. But one thing to start off with, uh, which goes right with what you were just saying for Venerable Bede, Cornelius Lapidus says, For sin must be voluntarily voluntary, or else it is not sin. And so likewise, virtue, if it to be not voluntary, is not virtue. Meaning, so if you accidentally do something good, you did not do something virtuous. It's still a good thing that you did, but if it's an accident, it's not virtuous because something that is virtuous it takes an act of the will. You have to intentionally choose to do something good. For sin to be voluntary, and you have to, it has to be sin. You have to voluntarily do it. You have to have a movement of the will. In regards to food, it's interesting. Cornelius Lapide lays this out. He says, Pythagoras and Plutarch teach, and these are the pre-Socratics, the pre-Christ Christian philosophers. They teach that people should abstain from flesh and beans because they contaminate the soul. The Turks say the same of wine, which is forbidden for them in the Quran. And so too, and he lists a bunch of other people who also had these things. He said the imperial ambassador to the sultan relates that he saw a Turk who on wine being offered him, which he was greedy to drink, raised a great shout. He was asked why he did so. I am calling out, he said, to my soul to go down from my stomach into my feet, that it may not be polluted with the wine forbidden by our law, which I am about to drink. Thus, in the time of Christ and the apostles, the first patriarchs taught that wine and flesh were not created by God, but by the devil. This is very interesting because it, he's showing a pattern among these pagan nations that all had this idea that some foods were unclean and therefore contaminated your soul. But Cornelius Lapidus says this is not the case. He says the heretics will wrestle with this passage, and that's why you get all these like uh, heretics like the Albigensian heresies that happened during the time of St. Dominic, who became very austere, who seemed to be very pious, but then in reality, they were denying the good things. For the church, Cornelius Lapidus says, does not forbid flesh on fast days because flesh is evil in itself, but with the object of restraining gluttony and of exercising penance and obedience. If therefore anyone eats flesh on a fast day, he does not sin on account of the flesh, but on account of his disobedience to the church. And likewise, when the Jews ate pork or other forbidden foods, they polluted their souls, not with pork, but by their disobedience. So what is the virtue here and what is the sin? The virtue is obedience to the church and to God's law and disobedience is to 
violate the laws of the church and the laws that God has given to us. So let's think about that. It's not what enters the mouth that defiles us, but what comes out, our actions, our deeds. We will keep account of every idle word whenever we come to our judgment. All right. Praise be to God. Speaking of judgments, guess what's coming up next? Fear and trembling, where we get to have a fun time to uh, play a little game. Uh, It's a trivia game, and you don't need to know the answer, so don't worry. No judgment there. You could possibly not even know the correct answers and still win our game. But what you do have to do is make a phone call. That phone number is 877-757-9424. Call right now, especially if you've never played. We love playing with first-time callers at 877-757-9424. Call back if you haven't played in a while, 877-757-9424. We'll be right back. We all know children have a natural innocence and a sense of wonder. Yet our world is full of distractions that can pull families in the wrong direction. But with the help of God and a church family, your children can grow in the security of faith, hope, and love. Weekly Mass provides that critical faith foundation needed in life. So if your family hasn't been to Mass in a while, we'd like to invite you home. Discover more at catholicscomehome.org. Protestants like to use James 2, 10 through 11 against the Catholic doctrine of mortal and venial sin. Because James says, whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become guilty of all of it. But James can't be denying the doctrine of mortal and venial sin because in 1.15 he affirms it, saying that sin in its beginning stages doesn't bring death, venial sin, whereas it does in its more mature stages, mortal sin. The point James is making in James 2.10-11 is that we must keep all the commandments in order to avoid incurring the guilt of transgressing the law. We can't say to the Lord on Judgment Day, Lord, I only broke one commandment but kept the other nine. So James 2.10-11 is simply a misfire in trying to take down the Catholic belief of mortal and venial sin. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. For 2,000 years, we've helped the poor and comforted the sick. We've educated generations of children, developed the scientific method and college system. We support marriage and human life. Guided by the Holy Spirit, we compiled the Bible. We are the Catholic Church, with over one billion in our family, sharing in the fullness of Christian faith in the church started by Jesus. If you've been away, visit catholicscomehome.org today. Welcome home. Welcome to another round of fear and trembling. (laughs) The Catholic trivia game show that helps you work out your salvation by the seat of your pants. It's a 50-50 chance and prizes are involved. Avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Call now to take your shot. 877-757-9424. And now your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time and Fear and Trembling, the Catholic Trivia Game Show, where we have a secret and hidden agenda. But what we need most right now is a phone call on the line, a contestant to play our game. If you've never played, let me encourage you. It's fun. It's easy. Don't be intimidated. You don't need to know the answers. You could win without knowing. And uh, it's a good time. Call 877 
877-757-9424. Especially if you've never played before, we'd love to talk to you right now. 877-757-9424. That phone number is 877-757-9424. But there are a few secret and hidden agenda items that we have here, but we don't want you to tell anybody. All right, so that's the trick. You can't share with anybody my secrets or my agendas. So as long as you don't like share it with like Project Veritas or I mean, like, don't do any of that. No, no. If you promise, I'll tell you. Number one, we like to teach the faith. We look for teachable moments in the questions where you might learn something you did not know before about your Catholic, Catholic faith, and that's always a good time. And number two, we like to have a laugh. We like to, uh, you know, laugh it up, have a good time with our callers, and they tend to be good sports. Praise be to God. And then, of course, number three is we give out prizes, and it makes it a winner for everybody involved. If you're new here, the the deal is I have three Catholic trivia questions, but I do not ask the caller the question. Instead, I will ask Rudy and I will ask Adrian, one of which will be correct and the other will be incorrect. And the caller will have 15 seconds on the clock to make a decision. Whom do they trust more? And then every correct answer goes into the coffee cup of divine providence to win this week's prize. Rudy, what could they win? The sponsor of our game show this week is Outrageous Mom, who has generously sponsored the show with a printed scarf. Her Catholic gifts are exclusively hers, designed and manufactured just for Outrageous Mom. Well made to give honor to Our Lady, Mother of all believers. Each one of their scarf designs has a miraculous medal attached to honor the practice of wearing the sacramental given to the world by Our Blessed Mother herself in Paris in 1830. All fabric designs are their own. Shop owner Laura conceives an idea, draws a rough sketch, and storyboards for fabric designer Alina to create a unique pattern of beauty. Check out her website at outrageousmom.com or follow her on Instagram at outrageousmom underscore com. All right. Praise be to God. Outrageous Mom, thank you for your generous support in giving out prizes to our listeners. We're very grateful. Let's go to the phones. Good morning to you, Robert. How are you? Good. Oh, is your name Robert? Uh, you can't, you can't hear. What'd you say? What What is your name? What's your name? Robert. All right, Robert. And Robert, how old are you? Ten. Ten. Praise be to God. You know, I was a paper boy at ten years old. Do you have a job yet, Robert? <laughs> no. No, no, of course not. Uh, Robert, are you on your way to school? Yes. Yeah. Do you like school? What's your favorite subject? Math. I do Whoa. not. I do not share that view, wow. Robert. Can you teach me math? Because I'm terrible at it. Ten. That's a, that's a lot of years. <laughs> that's a lot. Of, I can't even count that high. Well, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe. Praise be to God. You'll use uh, an incredible math skill someday for for His glory. But are you ready to play our game, Robert? Do you understand how the game works? Yes. All right, Robert. Because I'm on your side. I'm on your team. I'm going to warn you, you got to be careful about what Rudy and Adrian say. We have to listen very carefully. Are you ready to play, sir? Yes. All right, let's do it. We will start with Rudy first, as is our custom, our tradition here at Catholic Drive Time. Rudy, good morning to you. Are you ready? Good morning. I am so ready, Joe. I woke up and I said, I'm ready for the game show today. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure? Maybe I dreamt that. (laughs) Rudy, can you tell me, what is the quality that is both a cardinal virtue and a gift of the Holy Ghost? 
Yes, it's something that I am lacking in, I must admit. Mm -hmm. It Mm -hmm. is fortitude. Mm -hmm. Mm. Fortitude. Mm. Interesting. Pray pray for me, please. Fortitude. Yeah. I like that. Sounds good. Uh, Let's just see what Adrian has to say. Adrian? Press assume. Can you tell me, what is the quality that is both a cardinal virtue Mm. Mm -hmm. and a Mm. gift of the Holy Ghost? Mm. Yes, that's correct. Yes, definitely. Uh-huh. 100%. What, what's your uh-huh. answer? <laughs> what's that correct? would be that would be the spirit of seriousness. The virtue of seriousness. <laughs> you look Are so you laughing. Are you, you look, serious? You look I'm serious. You look very serious as you say that. <laughs> I uh, the Holy Ghost gave it to me. <laughs> wow. Okay. Spirit of seriousness. Uh, see what I, this is what I have to deal with all the time, Robert. All right, so he, Robert, here's the deal. Um, the question is what is the quality that is both a cardinal virtue, so it's got to be a virtue and it's a gift of the Holy Ghost. Brother Adrian seems to think it's the spirit of seriousness, whereas Rudy says it is fortitude. 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Robert, what say you? Rudy. You sound very confident. What? Very, very fortitude in your answer. Oh, my. Wow. Great job. So wise. So tricky, that Adrian guy. Good grief. But you're in the cup. Praise be to God, Robert. Congratulations. You might might win. Um, This next one, I'm going to say this next one is probably going to be. No, the the last one's the easiest. This next one's not bad, though. I think we can do this. I don't know. It's kind of hard. I don't know. No, 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 no. (laughs) All right. We're going to go to Adrian first. That's me. Mm -hmm. Press the Zoom. Mr. Serious. Uh, Adrian? Uh-huh, that's me. I'm glad we have that worked out, because otherwise I'd be confused. Uh, people get confused, you know. <laughs> Adrian, what is the term for a manual uh-huh. for moral and religious instruction? Right, yes. Which is a summary uh-huh. of Catholic doctrine. Ah, what do we call yes, that? Yes, So a term for a manual for moral and religious instruction, which is a summary of Catholic doctrine, that's what is I said. a catechism. A catechism. A catechism. I've heard that someplace. Yeah, there's many, many catechisms. I have like three dozen in my room. Uh huh. Yep. Okay. Okay. Three dozen? How many is that? Uh, it's like a oh, lot. 36. 36. 36. Oh, Let's go. Look at that. The math guy. Genius over here. The clutch. Look at that. <laughs> wow. We should have like a math challenge. And, you know, anyway, all right. Let's go. We gotta, we're going to run out of time here. All right. Catechism was your answer, you said. Yes. Okay. Hey, uh, Rudy. Can you tell me, what is the term for a manual for moral and religious instruction, which is a summary of Catholic doctrine? Yes, it's called the Summa Theologica. Is Ooh. it really? Yes. Ooh. Ooh. Mm. Mm. See, I, I had a feeling, I, I had a feeling, Brother Robert, that, that the, uh, the two other gentlemen here were going to throw a curveball. So the question is, what is the term for manual for moral and religious instruction, which is also a summary of Catholic doctrine? Rudy seems to think it's called the Summa Theologica, but Adrian says it's called a catechism. 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Robert, what say you? Adrian. Praise so wise. You did not. What a genius. Now, that was tricky, right? Because the Summa Theologica could... Literally means summary of theology. Yeah, I mean, it kind of qualifies. 
Uh, we probably should have given it to him if he'd no, have gotten either one of those. A, a catechism. There's many catechisms. Yeah. There's only one Summa Theologiae. Uh, oh, Mom, yeah. you should be very proud. Dominican yeah, bias over here. I am. He's super good. Praise Genius. be to God. Congratulations. You're in for two, Robert. Let's see if we can't triple it with a perfect score. And I got to say, I feel like this one's the easiest today. This is the hardest question we've ever no, had. No, it's not. Hardest question we've super ever easy. had in the history <laughs> of the show. Super easy. Because I love history and not math, I feel like this is easy. But let's see how it goes, Robert. We're going to go back to Rudy. Rudy, can you tell me... What was the, what was, and still is, an early Christian symbol for Christ? Yes, in Bethlehem, it was literally a loaf of bread. You're going to have to clean that mic off now. Uh, You said it was a loaf of bread. A loaf of bread. A loaf of bread. It was the symbol of Christianity. I think I've seen that on felt banners at church before. (laughs) Yeah, they have those. Uh Okay, okay. Uh, hey, uh, Adrian. Hey, Joe. Can you tell me <laughs> what was the what, what? I get it wrong every time. What was and still is yes. an early Christian uh-huh. symbol for Christ? Well, let me just say I love bread. I do not I deny do myself bread. Carbs are great, but the answer is a fish. An a ich- fish. Ichthus. A huh. fish. I think I might have seen those on a card yeah, before. I've seen that before a couple times. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, all right, Robert, here's the deal. Uh, early Christian symbol for Christ. Brother Adrian says it's a fish. Brother Rudy says it's loaf of bread. Robert, you have 15 seconds. Who is right? Who is wrong? What say you? Adrian. Genius child wow. over here. What a- you don't even bat an wow. eye at this. Maybe we should make... Well done. Praise be to God. Maybe we should make Robert answer all the questions from here I know. Like you, Ten years old. Him. This is like batting practice for you. This is crazy. I'm blown away. You're in for three, Robert. How do you feel? Really good. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Now, Robert, do me a favor. When you go to school, uh, try to have a newfound appreciation for history, okay? It's, it's, it's definitely the okay. best. It's the subject most near and dear to God's heart, I believe, anyway. No, that would be theology. Don't ask anybody like if that's true. Just trust me, all right, Robert? Well, you might have to tune in on Friday to see if it be God's holy will that your name get drawn out of the coffee cup of divine providence. If it is, we're going to have a good time announcing that, so you have to tune in then. But have a great day, Robert. Enjoy your day at school, and praise be to God, Mom. Thanks for calling in today and being a part of our show. Thank you. He listens every day. How wonderful. Praise be to Jesus. All right, we're going to put you on hold. That's going to do it for the radio side of our show today. Thank you all for tuning in and being a part of Catholic Drive Time. Do us a favor and share us with a friend. We would be very grateful to you. We're going to hang out for the next half hour on our live video feed, our social feeds, to hang out with you, to talk to you directly. So whatever you want to talk about, that's on the agenda. Log on to our website, grnonline.com, for the details. God love you. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. The Guadalupe Radio Network now brings you the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass from the chapel at Our Lady of Corpus Christi in Corpus Christi, Texas.
Welcome to the Holy Mass at Our Lady of Corpus Christi Chapel. Today we celebrate Wednesday of the fifth week in Ordinary Time. The intention for today's Mass is for all of our online viewers and for those joining us through Guadalupe Radio. All people that on earth do dwell, sing to the Lord with cheerful voice, him serve with fear, his praise forth tell. Come we before him and rejoice. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. Let us acknowledge our sins, and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess to Almighty, Almighty God, God, and to, and to you, you, my brothers and sisters, that I have, I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done, in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kyrie eleison. Kyrie eleison. Christ eleison. Christ eleison. Kyrie eleison. Kyrie eleison. Let us pray. Keep your family safe, O Lord, with unfailing care, that relying solely on the hope of heavenly grace, they may be defended always by your protection. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. reading from the first book of Kings. The queen of Sheba, having heard of Solomon's fame, came to test him with subtle questions. She arrived in Jerusalem with a very numerous retinue and with camels bearing spices, a large amount of gold and precious stones. She came to Solomon and questioned him on every subject in which she was interested. King Solomon explained everything she asked about, and there remained nothing hidden from him that he could not explain to her. When the Queen of Sheba witnessed Solomon's great wisdom, the palace he had built, the food at his table, the seating of his ministers, the attendance and garb of his waiters, his banquet service, and burnt offerings he offered in the temple of the Lord, she was breathless. The report I heard in my country about your deeds and your wisdom is true, she told the king. Though I did not believe the report until I came and saw with my own eyes, I have discovered that they were not telling me the half. Your wisdom and prosperity surpassed the report I heard. Blessed are your men, blessed these servants of yours, who stand before you always and listen to your wisdom. 
Blessed be the Lord your God, whom it has pleased to place you on the throne of Israel. In his enduring love for Israel, the Lord has made you king to carry out your judgment and justice. Then she gave the king 120 gold talents, a very large quantity of spices and precious stones. Never again did anyone bring such an abundance of spices as the Queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The mouth of the just murmurs wisdom. The mouth of the just murmurs wisdom. Commit to the Lord your way. Trust in him and he will act. He will make justice dawn for you like the light. Bright as the noonday shall be your vindication. The, the mouth, mouth of the just, just murmurs wisdom. The mouth of the just man tells of wisdom and his tongue utters what is right. The law of his God is in his heart and his steps do not falter. The mouth of the just murmurs wisdom. The salvation of the just is from the Lord. He is their refuge in time of distress, and the Lord helps them and delivers them. He delivers them from the wicked and saves them, because they take refuge in him. The mouth of the just murmurs wisdom. Alleluia, alleluia. Alleluia, 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 Alleluia. Your word, O Lord, is truth. Consecrate us in the truth. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you, and with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus summoned the crowd again, and said to them, Hear me, all of you, and understand. Nothing that enters one from outside can defile that person. But the things that come out from within are what defile. When he got home away from the crowd, his disciples questioned him about the parable. He said to them, are you even likewise without understanding? Do you not realize that everything that goes into a person from outside cannot defile, since it enters not the heart but the stomach, and passes out into the latrine? Thus he declared all foods clean. But what came, comes out of the man, that is what defiles him. From within the man from his heart come evil thoughts, unchastity, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, licentiousness, envy, blasphemy, arrogance, folly. All these evils come from within, and they defile. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. What a beautiful kind of praise the Queen of the South, the Queen of Sheba, gave Solomon. And yet you can hear almost the words of Jesus echoing. If the queen of the south were to arise and judge this generation, she would say that they made a great mistake because there's something even greater than Solomon and all of his wisdom, even greater than the kingdom of Solomon and all his kingdom in Jesus Christ. 
Jesus is the incarnate wisdom. And so when he speaks more than any other wise person or sage, we can listen to what he says. And this is a, a very powerful healing scripture that Jesus says. It does not matter what happens to you. It matters what your reaction is. I knew a priest who I was very in awe of. He was just a great, a great man, a great priest. He helped a lot of, he was doing a, this project in this rural area, helping families uh, that didn't know how to farm and how to uh, develop their life and just live a, a, a pleasing life to God and grow in the fear and wisdom of God. And he just impressed me. Just, I was in, just in awe of everything he did and, and all these uh, projects and all his way of proclaiming the gospel was very sound and very healthy. He told me in confidence that he had been, and, and later uh, to help others, he said that he had been sexually abused as a, as a child by a teacher. And none of that had any marking on him because he came from a very healthy family, a mother and father who loved him very much. And if anything, he was marked by being someone who was very loved and affirmed and, you know, he, he knew his, his way around the human heart. And uh, this is true. That it doesn't matter what happens to you. It happens what, what you decide to do about it. Life can give you the worst possible hand, but you can make up something from what you've got. Uh, we work here at Our Lady of Corpus Christi in healing ministry and healing retreats, and we work with it, a team of, of therapists, of, of counselors, Catholic counselors, who help people a great deal simply because they listen to their story. They listen to what has happened to them, and they're able to appropriate their story to the story of Jesus Christ. And this is a real beautiful way of healing that to, to talk about what has happened to you, to talk about what, you know, what life has, has dealt you and to kind of reason things out. And that's the place of, of what you call Christian therapy, Christian counseling. It's a really is a wonderful thing. And if you have some hurt that you need to get out of you, uh, one of the things you need is you need to sit down with someone with a listening friend, at least, and tell your story and allow your pain to be felt, heard and known by another person another human being. It's not enough to, to tell it to God when you experience great healing, when you're able to uh, talk to someone else. And this is also the power of the sacrament of confession, that when you name those things, and Jesus named these things, evil thoughts, unchastity, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, licentious, envy, blasphemy, arrogance. It sounds like a confession, honestly, you know. <laughs> um, but when you name these, name it and claim it, it no longer has power over you. It, it neutralizes that kind of shame and that kind of guilt of, of living in darkness. And you have to get it out and, 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 and get it, give it over to Jesus. And the, the process of appropriating that to Christ is great wisdom. That's the beginning of living a healed and holy life. Let us bring our petitions to the Lord. We pray for the whole church, that it may shine forth with the holiness of Jesus Christ. We ask that God would send saints to our generation to proclaim his mighty works. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. 
We pray for our Holy Father, all bishops and priests, that they may shine forth with the wisdom of Jesus Christ. For this we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for government leaders that they may not obstruct the gospel. We pray for an end to abortion, same-sex unions, gender confusion, and human trafficking. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for the sick, the suffering, the poor, and that we may have the wisdom to recognize Jesus in his disguise of human misery. For this we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for all of our beloved dead that they may enter the Father's eternal glory. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we ask you to hear us, for we make these and all our petitions in the holy name of Jesus Christ and through the powerful intercession of our Mother Mary as we pray together. Hail Mary, full, full of grace, grace, the Lord, Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The works of the Lord are created in wisdom. We view the earth's wonders and call him to mind. We hear what he says in the world discovered, and God shows glory in all that we find. Not even the angels have ever been granted to tell the full story of nature and grace. But open to God is all human perception, the mysteries of time and the secrets of space. The sun every morning lights up all creation. The moon marks the rhythm of months in their turn. The glittering of stars are arrayed in God's honor, adorning the years as they ceaselessly burn. Oh Lord. Pray, brethren, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. O Lord our God, who once established these created things to sustain us in our frailty, grant, we pray, that they may become for us now the sacrament of eternal life through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks. Father most holy, through your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, your word through whom you made all things, whom you sent as our Savior and Redeemer, incarnate by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin, fulfilling your will and gaining for you a holy people, he stretched out his hands as he endured his passion, so as to break the bonds of death and manifest the resurrection. And so, with all the angels and saints, we declare your glory, as with one voice we acclaim. Sanctus, Sanctus, Sanctus Dominus Deus Sabaoth, Plenis Uncelii et Terra, Gloria Tua, 
Hosanna in excelsis, benedictus, qui venit in nomine Domini, Hosanna in excelsis. You are indeed holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy, and you never cease to gather a people to yourself, so that from the rising of the sun to its setting, a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you, by the same Spirit, graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. A mystery of faith, we proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray upon the oblation of your church and recognizing the sacrificial victim by whose death you will to reconcile us to yourself. Grant that we who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son and filled with his Holy Spirit may become one body, one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, blessed Joseph, her spouse, with your blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, and with all the saints on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth with your servant, Francis our Pope, Michael our Bishop, the Order of Bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family, whom you summon before you in your compassion, O merciful Father. Gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. Remember your servants, whom you've called from this world to yourself. Grant that they who are united with your Son in a death like his may also be one with him in his resurrection, when from the earth he will raise up in the flesh those who have died, and transform our lowly body, 
after the pattern of his own glorious body. To our departed brothers and sisters too, and to all who are pleasing to you at their passing from this life, give admittance to your kingdom, that we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory, when you will wipe away every tear from our eyes. For seeing you, our God, as you are, we shall be like you for all the ages, and praise you without end, through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Grow him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit. All glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. Proceptus salutaribus moniti et divini institutione formati, audehemus dicere. Pate <laughs> Et dimite nobis debita nostra, sicud et nos dimitimus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, sed libera nos amahalo. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Agnus Dei, qui tolis peccata mundi, miserere nobis. Agnus Dei, qui tolis peccata mundi, miserere nobis. Agnus Dei, qui tolis peccata mundi, dona nobis pacem. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. Only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. Communion Antiphon Let them thank the Lord for his mercy, his wonders for the children of men, for he satisfies the thirsty soul and the hungry he fills with good things. An act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. 
I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. I come with joy to meet my Lord, forgiven, loved, and free. In awe and wonder to recall his life laid down for me. I come with Christians far and near to find as all are fed the new community of love in Christ's communion bread. As Christ breaks bread and bids us share each proud division ends, the love that made us makes us one, and strangers now are friends. And thus with joy we meet our Lord, His presence always near. Is in such friendship better known, we see and praise Him here. Together met, together bound, we'll go our different ways. And as his people in the world, we'll live and speak his praise. Let us pray. O God, who have willed that we be partakers in the one bread and the one chalice, grant us, we pray, so to live that made one in Christ, we may joyfully bear fruit for the salvation of the world through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. Lord, whose love in humble service bore the weight of human need, who did on the cross forsaken show us mercy's perfect deed, we, your servants, bring the worship not a voice alone, but heart. 
consecrating to your purpose every gift which you impart. Still your children wander homeless, still... The Prayer to St. Michael St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruins of souls. Amen. Prayer of Deliverance Almighty God and Father, we beg Thee through the intercession and help of the Archangels St. Michael, Raphael, and Gabriel for the deliverance of our brothers and sisters who are enslaved by the evil one from anxiety, sadness, and obsessions. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From hatred, fornication, and envy. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From thoughts of jealousy, rage, and death. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every thought of suicide and abortion. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every form of sinful sexuality. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every division in our family and every harmful friendship. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every sort of spell, malefice, witchcraft, and every form of the occult. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. Thou who said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, grant that through the intercession of the Virgin Mary we may be liberated from every demonic influence and enjoy Thy peace always. In the name of Christ our Lord. Amen. Transmitting the treasures of our Catholic faith to your radio every day. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul.